Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Fitness Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. All those people that are sharing it up on their stories on Instagram and on Facebook, and also the people that are messaging me uh, to say that it's, it's having an impact on them. I'd also like to thank the amazing guests that I've had over on over the last couple of weeks, uh, in particular Brian and Rebecca and Robin. It's it's been amazing to hear their stories and also kind of get a little bit more information. I've learned so much, particularly on the nutrition side from the guys, and also Brian, his enthusiasm is infectious, and also his his his, his ideologies behind kind of not having the, the victim mentality and kind of going out and doing uh doing what you enjoy and love, and that's why I probably resonate with him so much. This episode is a little bit different. Um, the the episode today. After listening to James Smith, uh, his podcast a few weeks ago, he did an episode that it was just him. And I haven't done a solo episode episode for a while. He kind of talked about him and kind of relayed out what his story was. And a lot of it resonated with me. And if this episode helps anyone that's out there at all to to kind of get into something they want or kind of if any of this story kind of resonates with them at all well then happy days and that's what the point of this podcast is i love doing it i never thought i would it was completely out of my comfort zone when i first started doing it probably took me about 20 minutes to press the first uh play button or record button uh but now i'm loving it it's it's kind of good uh fuel for me to kind of get my to get my voice out there and kind of help you guys um, and it's the feedback's been amazing as i said so as I said, the, the episode today is a little bit more about me and my story. I'm a PT based up in Dublin, one of the big chains in Dublin. I've got, I love all my clients and coaching online and face to face, in particular with fat loss. I'm loving every minute of it. I did my course in Elite and Black Rock, and the guys there are fantastic. Uh, in particular, Lauren, um, who helped me because I wasn't big into the fitness beforehand. But I'll, fi- I'll fill you guys in on how I feel, uh, how I got into that later on. But Lauren looked after me a lot when I was doing my course because other guys were a lot bigger than me and a lot more knowledge than I was. But Lauren took her time with me, which I, I've. And Sean did as well, Sean Bean as well, who is an SB Fitness, who has his own place out in Walkenstown, who also looked after me and the class and stuff like that. And I'm delighted that I interviewed Neil Gunning, who told his story last week. So in PT in Dublin, uh, loving loving us completely. It's, it's one of those things that it's kind of helping people. And it seems, I know some people think that the PT uh, is is the is the buzzword at the moment and that it's a sexy life and stuff like that I absolutely adore it I love helping people I've learned so much from dealing with people on a general day-to-day basis both kind of the PTs people on the gym floor and also my clients face to face not one of the clients is the same not not anyone is the same each people each person has a has a different movement issue each person has a different appetite each person has a different mood it's kind of how, how to deal with those people because everyone has good and bad days and one of the things that i didn't realize was that i wasn't the only one it sounds silly but when you're kind of dealing with people face to face if they're up in the morning people may not wake up because i started half five in the morning with clients and one of the things that resonates with me is that the people who are coming in at 5.45 are still asleep. And I need to kind of get those guys motivated and get them through their session 
and also be able to hold a conversation with them make sure that they're okay the form is correct and all that kind of stuff so that's the part of the job i love and i'm very lucky that i'm i'm in that kind of job because i've had previous jobs which i'll speak about that i, I didn't really enjoy I'm based in Dublin, as I said. I've got amazing family and friends. I've got one brother who lives over in London, and we're quite. My obsession was football growing up as a kid. I'm a United fan, so sorry for any of those listeners that aren't uh, United fans, but it, that was one of the things that kind of took me into kind of get into sport and played football for years. When I say when I'm going to start off, it's kind of starting off with skill. Uh, I wasn't great at school, primary school, went to one of the local schools nearby, was kind of awkward, gangly, didn't really fit in, was kind of trying to make myself fit in by trying to be the make stupid jokes and most of them weren't even funny got bullied quite badly in primary school and a little bit in secondary school as well and that had an impact on me and knocked my confidence a lot and i was kind of sometimes i was told that i wasn't quite good enough and i think when i went into a secondary school it was one of the private secondary schools in dublin i went there for sports but then i didn't realize that the level of the athlete that was going into that school and that kind of knocked me back my confidence a little bit that was probably one of the reasons that i didn't really get into the the whole rugby thing it was a big rugby school they're they're one of the most successful rugby schools in in dublin uh, and ireland even and they were they're renowned for for kind of getting out irish internationals in the rugby scene and i thought that it was going to be easier to kind of fit in i didn't really fit in i also wasn't great at school but i look back at it now and that was that was my own fault the whole thing was that i just didn't apply myself i didn't if i didn't enjoy something i wouldn't have applied myself i spent a lot of time with my dad trying to do my homework and stuff like that and he would get frustrated i'd get frustrated and there'd be a big massive hoopla on the house like most people but in particular maths and stuff like that that wasn't my strong point it took me a long time to get my head around that and i think i was a little bit lazy when i look back at it in school two or things two or three times for me to go over uh, before it kind of goes into my head especially if it's been uh, shown up on a board or it's in a book um so it's quite strange now that when i'm kind of doing the the pt stuff or i'm doing the research for clients or i'm researching for a podcast and stuff like that that i am i'm i'm it's different because i'm enjoying it the the thing is that's so different for me that i'm actually enjoying learning i'm i've books on my desk i've books i'm looking at books as we speak i'm obsessed with podcasts that, and I, I i love it and i think that's one of the biggest things i also got tested when i was probably about 12 or 13 i think it was in first year to see if it was anything to do with adhd or anything like that and i think that kind of set me back a little bit i thought that maybe i did have one of those and i kind of used it as an excuse for a little bit but looking back at it now it was just that i didn't apply myself i wasn't i don't claim to be the most intelligent out there but i'm also not the stupidest out there either i probably mid-range i didn't apply myself didn't do a great junior cert and then i also went to do the leaving cert had a little bit of a setback uh, my mom got ill around the same time as the leaving cert came on and my the head of the year the dean looked after me so well and i can't thank him enough for that and i didn't really cope with that but it wasn't until recently that that kind of came through 
um on dealing with kind of the victim mentality and stuff like that which i'll speak about later um one of the biggest things for me or the biggest outlets for me when i was kind of growing up was football and um, my dad was my manager in the local team with one of his friends i wasn't very good i was put in net but i i enjoyed it uh, i didn't enjoy being put in net but i enjoyed the camaraderie of a team and i stuck with it i played with the same club for a while and then it kind of when kind of second year school came on I gave up for a little bit which I also look back and kind of say I shouldn't have done that and then I also went on to play for one of the clubs uh, that's close enough to the gym that I work in at the moment met some great friends and I've, I've got them those friends for life at the minute but I was signed up on a night out and I'll go into that a little bit more detail the, the football was my biggest outlet I wasn't the greatest at it but it was one of those things that I enjoyed kind of the camaraderie and stuff with the guys but one of the things that I realized when I was playing football particularly at a later age was that I didn't really push myself particularly on the fitness side of things I thought it was it's good enough showing up twice a week for training and then I'd be frustrated while I wasn't being able to get through a match or I'd be frustrated if I was kind of dropped or anything like that but then I look at I look at it and kind of say now that I'm in the fitness thing I was like could have done it because I remember my first ever spin session and I know that a few of the guys who have listened to the podcast would tell you that one of my first the first bit session I did I had to be revived by chocolate by the guy who was teaching the class uh, and I look back at that now and it's kind of ironic and a lot of the guys find it ironic and I keep getting messages from them that now I'm a PT I've been teaching spin class I'm teaching other classes but like the guys in the team have been amazing they've they send me messages all the time saying fair play for putting yourself out there so much on social media and it's nice to hear those kind of things because i grew up with those guys we've been went on team nights out we were spending a lot of time each other we would have spent seen each other probably three or four times a week we would have been had social nights and stuff like that so it was great but i lacked the drive to really push myself with anything and i think that applied to my education but it also applied to my kind of sports and stuff like that i didn't really see the gym as an outlet for myself because i was scared of kind of going in and being the the, the short guy scrawny guy and kind of going into the weights and doing something wrong and also the guys that who would have been in the gym would have been a lot bigger and i'm kind of like quite slim naturally and i was kind of like oh i want to be like those but without putting the work in which is which it which isn't going to happen so after not doing a great leaving cert in school which would have got me into college i would only, i only got into college because when i put my my options down on the cao um the options that i probably put down were way out of sync where i thought i was um i know looking back now i know i keep saying i keep looking back but it's kind of hard not to because you obviously your past molds you into the kind of the human that you're, you're you are now um i didn't apply myself and i was expecting to be able to go in and do commerce or some other business degree and that's what i thought i wanted to do i also looked at marketing i looked at sports management but now i look at it and, and, and nothing really suited me so i ended up doing a pretty rubbish uh leaving cert and my mom was the one that when i was filling in the ceo she put said put in this course it was one of the local colleges that was nearby and without putting that college down i wouldn't have got into college so I met amazing people through that course and I, I loved every minute of it but when I was doing that course it was a four year, three year course uh, ordinary level and then it was a one year um, honours and I also got to play football which was which was a big plus and we won a good, a good few trophies with a great team and I 
I used college as kind of a, a growing up too, and I would say that's where I felt a little bit more comfortable in myself. I got a little bit older. I was able to have a social life, going going out and having a few drinks with the guys uh, on the football team and, and with the class and stuff like that. And we had a fairly decent class at this stage, and we would have been a small number of, in the in the class, which was which was ideal compared to the big ones in the bigger universities. So we all got to know each other pretty well. I probably with the kind of the partying scene i probably went a little bit too hard on that regard looking back at it there was a local nightclub that we used to go to and my house was the house before the pre-session and i probably used that to try and make a few friends when i probably shouldn't have done it that way um i probably wanted to be more popular than i was and it was just a weird mentality that i had from looking back when i was a kid and that kind of knocked on effect which what which wasn't um which wasn't great i loved i loved the college that i went to but I still wasn't 100% comfortable. I still wouldn't be able to talk to the girls. It's still pretty awkward. And I, and the, the booze and the kind of the, the, the football was kind of the outlets at that time. But when I was kind of socializing and stuff like that, it had its an effect on my academia. Um, I probably thought it was still a little bit easier. And it probably wasn't until maybe fourth year where I properly fit, figured out how to study. Um, I was also a little bit lost on where I wanted to go and what direction I wanted to go. Other people seemed to have their lives a little bit more sorted out. I was looking at my friends and was kind of saying, wow, they wanted to be an accountant, they wanted to be a lawyer. How come I don't know where I'm, I'm going? And that's, I was doing business and entrepreneurship and I kind of always had the kind of the, the feeling that I wanted to set up my own company. I just didn't know what in. So I kind of plodded along doing the course and then I did... Uh, I managed to do okay with my fourth year with my honours degree and that got me into do a master's in DIT in international business and it was it was a great course met some great people the socializing aspect of it was great crew that was in there as well I managed to get a girlfriend out of the class as well and that was that was great as well and that was probably my first serious girlfriend and this made me a little bit more comfortable in my own skin that I was kind of going along with normality and stuff like that the with the studying i figured out how to put my head down and get the work done managed to get a 2-1 in a master's in international business from dit which was which is amazing but when i was coming out of college the time that kind of i was coming out was the kind of the height of the reception recession here in ireland and it wasn't easy to get a job it didn't help that i didn't know where i wanted to go what angle i wanted to go i ended up doing a couple i thought marketing was the route for me i thought that was going to be where I wanted to go. I saw one of my friends doing it and I was kind of like, wow, that, that sounds interesting. But when I went in to do the internship in one of the companies that was based in Dublin City Centre, uh, did that for a few months. I didn't really feel that I fit in. And uh, the fact that it was um, paid, unpaid as well, didn't really sit well with me. And I, it was great experience and I, I appreciate the, the opportunity and stuff like that. But the fact that it was free didn't sit well with me. I lasted there about six months. And after the six months, I managed to get a paid role. Uh, I took another internship in a, so a startup software company um, just on Marion Square. Um, so they, they were an Irish company and they looked after me. They were great to work for. I stayed there for about a year. Managed to do traveling around uh, Ireland and the UK, selling the software. I was on sales, I was doing marketing, I was doing a little bit of finances and stuff like that. So it was all around. I was came in at the beginning, so I got a lot of opportunity to kind of see other different aspects of the business, and I got a little team below me as well, which was ideal. So that was all well and dandy, and then had a little bit of a falling out with the the boss and 
things didn't go well and I look back at it now and I'm kind of saying I should have been more mature about the whole thing and I've let bygones be bygones and I still talk to one or two of the guys in the company now and now they're doing great which is awesome it's great to see an Irish startup doing so well they're over, they're based over in Japan they've got or in Australia they've got places over their, their markets stretched over to Australia they've stretched over to America as well which is great I know they were recently over in Vegas so then after I left those I was kind of a little bit down I was kind of like oh what do I want to do so I think someone said to me that there was jobs in the bank and the bank is kind of one of those things that it's kind of one of those steady jobs that some people go into and I went in as a bank teller in AIB in Cornell Square. For me, I was put in at the the back counter uh, which would dealt with all of the kind of the big money for the other companies and stuff like that and I met met great people there or whatever but it didn't sit right with me and then as soon as i had to also had to do exams and because i wasn't interested in it i didn't really apply myself and i look back and it was silly um i also went out onto the front of houses then as well to be able to go out into the front cash and talk to people which was the part of the job i really really enjoyed because no no two people were the same some of the stories you used to hear the regulars and stuff like that was it was good fun and there was a good team in there as well um so yeah lasted there for about a year so you're kind of seeing a theme now that I'm, i don't really last long in in jobs i seem to get bored or don't apply myself to particular aspects that i don't really enjoy so then after that went into irish i went into irish jobs managed to get a sales jobs in irish jobs and this is where i kind of felt a little bit more comfortable it was a an account manager role got to meet great companies got to make make good friends out of there too um stayed there for a little while was was did okay with it um did okay with the commission hit my targets every month and that was great and it was it was a it was a fun job the a little bit monotonous for me but it it, it paid the bills at the end of the day at the time i was living out of home and i had a good social life I was playing football so yeah all it was all good on on that side of things and then after irish jobs um which which i loved i managed to get approached by one of the the local recruitment agencies on marion square this is where for me life kind of took a little bit of a slide i was making decent money in the recruitment game and the the social life was a little bit taking over i was kind of coming in knackered monday tuesday wednesday and then recovered my thursday night in the pace friday and saturday because i was in town um i would i thought that that this was it i kind of thought i'd made it but looking back at it now i kind of this recruitment wasn't for me and i've met a few people that i used to work with one of the one of the girls who i used to sit beside she's like shane you were never suited for recruitment it was one of those industries that was big up there's kind of being sexy and a lot of money could be made in but it's, it's a different mentality for me and it wasn't it wasn't for me and i was making a bit of money for the owner the owner was not my cup of tea he 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 wasn't very nice to a couple of the members of the staff um and he he didn't really look after us and this showed with the, the high turnover of staff i i stayed there had a had another fallen out with the manager and went to a rival agency a previous staff member set up his own place and i went there and 
looking back at it, which I keep saying I know, but looking back at it, the guy used me and one of my colleagues to get back at the manager and set up on his own and get two of his staff out. It's all a little didn't last long there. Had money up on the board, was hitting my targets, and I kind of saw it as, wow, that that that's harsh. Um, and I felt a little bit sorry for myself again there, and then. I managed to get another job in one of the other agencies and this brings me up to about February, March of 2017. So this is where the my kind of life kind of turns around a little bit. So I'd started in the new agency in Dublin City Centre on the business and finance side on the recruitment. Had a few accounts, Had a de- I was a bit decent sized company. So I thought this was going to, oh yes, this is going to start. So I started the new job on the Monday and met up with one of my friends on the Friday night for a couple of drinks. When I say a couple of drinks, I literally do mean a couple of drinks. I'd say we had three or four pints max in one of the local pubs to me now. And then on the Saturday morning, I woke up and my arm was throbbing. Um, It was a little bit swollen. I was kind of like, oh, what the hell is this? So I was kind of like a little bit worried. I went downstairs, kind of living at home with the. I went down to my parents. And they were kind of saying, "Shane, what what the hell's going on?" They were a little bit worried, and then Dad kind of said, "I'll let it let see how it is in a couple of hours." So Dad went off, played golf or whatever, and I was kind of getting a little bit scared now because it was swelling in my hands. There was fluid in my elbows, a rash on my forearm. And I was getting very, very worried. So I decided to ring one of my good friend's boyfriends and who's a doctor. And he said, Walshie, you need to get into VHI. I don't know what's wrong, but we need to look at it and we need to kind of see what the story is because this isn't normal. So I went into VHI. They looked at it, but they couldn't really decide to determine what was going on. It was getting more swollen. It was getting sore. And then they kind of gave me a ticket, a fast way ticket to go into Vincent's. So I went into Vincent's with my mom, got taxis in, or I actually drove myself in. But looking back, and I was fucking retarded. But it was the only way for me to get in. I could have got a taxi, I could have got something. But I was in such a state mentally that I needed to get in. I was, my parents or my mom was a little bit freaked out. Dad didn't know about this at all that we were going into the hospitals. So we decided to go into Vincent's. We were seeing, I was left on a trolley for about 11 or 12 hours, spoke to a few doctors, a lot of specialists. The first one was that they thought I had a stroke, they thought I had a heart attack. So that scared the hell out of me, scared the hell out of my mom. So I was left on the trolley for about 11 or 12 hours. And then I was about, I was literally rolled over to go to sleep, to sleep on the trolley. And then a porter came over to me and said, yeah, you're going upstairs. So I went upstairs, was moved into a different ward and was was kept there i was kind of in the limbo ward where they done didn't know really what was wrong with me so i managed to stay in hospital for a week had to have my arm in almost a sling so do you know the iv drip uh, stands that they have so they, one of the one of the nurses uh who looked after me uh came up with the, the great idea of ripping open one of the pillowcases and making that a sling and putting my arm into that to get the blood out of my fingers because at this stage it was it was pretty disgusting pretty horrible and they had uh, some of the the fluid was it was kind of it was getting quite dense in the elbow so 
specialists kept coming up to me then we had junior doctors kind of coming up looking for case studies and stuff like that so i was getting asked questions and i didn't really know the answer and i was only 29 at this stage so it was it was quite scary that this shouldn't be happening so i spoke to a number of the doctors and specialists still couldn't figure out got loads of tests on and then on the wednesday i think it was the thursday i had to go for the surgery so the surgery and surgery entailed that i was awake for it and they they put me on local anesthetic they went in on into my vein opening up with a camera and then they had the balloon at the end of the camera and opened up the various veins so i was awake for this could see it on the camera it was pretty cool to watch but when they did it it was it was a success which was the most important thing so I had another day of recovery and then i was let out the next day then i had a little bit of recovery had no energy it was starting to lose weight starting to feel a little bit lethargic and then about two weeks later i went back into that new job in the meantime they were on to me nearly every day so so now i was going on which is fair enough i had just started a job and they may have thought i was mitching or or anything like that which i definitely wasn't then two weeks later on the monday morning i went into the job and i was like i felt very very faint and very very ill and that was kind of like 11 o'clock i was kind of like okay i'm gonna have to go out for a walk because i think i'm about to pass out so i went for a walk thought it was my stomach and then i started losing a bit of dipping in and out of consciousness and i couldn't really breathe then went back into my desk and said right i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to get out of here i to my boss and um, he was kind of like is everything okay all this kind of stuff and I, I i had no idea um so i proceeded to go to come back home and i sat on the couch and then all of a sudden i started shivering and was pumping sweat and shivering and it turns out after going to a doctor again that i had fluid on my lungs so at this stage i was starting to get a little bit worried that my body was shutting down and it it wasn't great for me obviously i didn't really understand what was going on why it was happening i started falling into a really bad place mentally so i had to quit my job after that after a lot of deliberation with my parents but they completely understood that my health came first and i'm and i look back at it now and i i take that as a sign that the recruitment industry wasn't for me and it was probably the scariest time for me but it was also probably one of the best times for me as well and the fact that it got me out of an industry that i didn't enjoy an industry that i didn't like at all and away from kind of that gung-ho mentality of bye 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 sell 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 which which wasn't for me and then took a little bit of time off lost probably about two stone six weeks and i wouldn't be the biggest man in the world anyway so this made me look quite gaunt and there's a photo up on my instagram with my dad i think on the june um on father's day in june 2017 and i look i look frail i look like i look like crap and i showed that photo to my dad recently and he said who's the guy on the on the left and he didn't even recognize me so that says a lot how frail i got after i got sick I fell into a really bad place mentally. I didn't understand what was going on. I, I didn't know why this was happening to me. I fell into a really bad place and went mute, locked myself away from my friends and family, was up in my room a lot, just kind of sitting there, kind of wallowing in my own self-pity. And I decided that I needed to go and talk to someone. So the guy I went to... I went to my GP and kind of explained her the situation and she was a little bit concerned so she she put me on to meds uh, for depression 
um i don't think this was the right approach personally just throwing meds at someone isn't the answer you're better off to get to the root of the problem but that's my opinion personally but she recommended me to a lady uh sharon granger in Connolly counseling in sorgan and i went to her sharon was amazing sharon told me to cop on to not to cop on but like she listened to she heard me out there was issues from when i was growing up there was issues from from dealing with the illness there was other issues and stuff like that and i spoke to her about those and i went to, to counseling probably about once a week for probably three three and a half months and sharon was amazing i think she said to me that the only way only reason i was kind of finished up with counseling that early was because i applied myself and that was the first time i'd ever been told that by someone that 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 mattered because she was helping me that i i had applied myself and that kind of hit that that resonated with me a lot and I, I've, I've gone back to Sharon I'm not ashamed to say it but I've gone back to the kind of the counselling here and then because I kind of go do kind of struggle a little bit mentally still then I I was on the meds had to take blood thinners as well and then I decided at the same time one of my friends was leaving his is a high paying legal job and he wanted to go travelling so the two of us decided to head off to Asia on our merry way in the meantime I had decided to I wasn't allowed to drink booze in those kind of two or three months after the the illness and the surgery so i was kind of set myself a challenge of kind of giving it up because one of my best mates who is the the guy i went traveling with he had given it up probably about eight years seven years before that and he he seemed to be able to okay i was using booze as an outlet i'd been going through a bad breakup i was using it as an outlet kind of doing stupid stuff waking up in other places and i wasn't an alcoholic or anything like that but i was using it as an outlet uh, i've been i have an addictive personality and it was one of those things that i was just using it as a mechanism couldn't wait for the weekends get myself obliterated and then feel sorry for myself and get really bad anxiety on the weekends and kind of that was and then kind of go into that vicious circle i was doing that for years it wasn't healthy a lot of people do it and then something's something's got to give and for me it was my health and my mental health kind of gave at the as they just happened to give in at the same time and then after kind of deciding that we we're going away we went over to asia managed to go traveling over to singapore where one of the lads lived and then we went to myanmar uh which was amazing what my one of my best friends lived there so we were there for a while i spent my 30th birthday in myanmar which was unreal did a trek um and one of the things that resonated with me was while we were over there was that these people are kind of living off the basic rations and have a simple life and while all of us are kind of in the rat race it's kind of like this isn't really worth it so that kind of way of life kind of was nice so we went traveling for two months we also went to thailand did a yoga retreat which was amazing that got me out of my comfort zone completely and i'm teaching a little bit of yoga at the odd time for the gym that i'm in it, um and teaching pilates as well which which is what i love i love that kind of mental side of things um i also use headspace if anyone is kind of looking for an app that could kind of resonate with them or help them at all headspace you, there's a free trial on it and then you have to pay for it but headspace is a good app that you you can kind of use or else there's just meditation that you can use on youtube and there's yoga teachers and pilates teachers on youtube that would help as well when traveling and what i was before i kind of went traveling and i started doing the joe wicks plan the joe wicks plan for me was i know it's not a tailored plan 
it was one of these plans the generic program got into kind of healthy cooking all that kind of stuff and started making the meals from a family of parents who were still living at home my parents would buy all the, re- the ingredients and i'd cook the dinner that was a sweet deal for them they'd been cooking dinner for me for years and my brother so they were more than happy for me to be cooking the meals the meals just happened to be delicious i still have the books downstairs literally only cooked one of the recipes last night so i have a lot to thank joe wicks and the body coach for he got me into the fitness side of things did a lot of hit didn't really do any of the weights kind of bought dumbbells and stuff but they were light enough had a few kettlebells and i do it he got me into kettlebells so while i was away which was kind of september october time um i decided that i was want i was going to go and do, i really enjoyed the pt side and it's like oh i can lose weight and get fit so i can't anyone else so i started listening to a few podcasts uh, i started talking to one of the people i know off instagram and they advised me to to get on to elite which was in blackrock they said to me that yeah you should should go should sign up uh there's a two-week full-time uh sorry four-week full-time for gym instructor and two-week full-time uh for pt or vice versa and then did that completed that by the end of november december i think it was december and then in january it decided to do that i wanted to become a pt and that's where i did my course so i was fully qualified by the end of february 2018 and before that I, there was advertisements going out from the, the commercial gym that i'm going in i'd applied for a few of them and i met with one of them just didn't didn't sit with me at all and then i met with the, the gym that i'm in at the moment and spoke to the two owners of elite and they were saying go into the commercial gym you'll get full fall you'll go and meet people you'll be the gym the, the clients will be there for you it's a great way to learn so i went into the gym net and the, the gym that i'm in now is fly fit in uh that was the first place i went to was fly fit in chq so chq was my first gym amazing team amazing guys met so many people still in contact with a lot of them i had orla on the podcast recently had luke on the podcast recently and i learned a lot off these guys i came out of that course a little bit more confused than i would have liked after spending so much money and time on the education side of things but it was the first time that i actually applied myself to anything and did okay in the exam so everything was new to me I was a little bit behind where where people on the course were um but it was it was interesting to to learn off those and kind of learn different techniques and how to contract the muscles and i learned so much from those guys and i was in contact with one of those guys recently so and i interviewed one of them as well and his story is his story is amazing so that was out last week that was neil um and those guys are amazing I'll forever be grateful to those guys. I learned an awful lot from them. Then I went after CHQ. They opened a new one closer to home in Stillorgan, and that's where I'm based now. We've got a great team. I'm working with amazing clients. And then, yeah, so that's that's the story now. Uh, Looking to kind of my, my goals for 2019 are to kind of get a little bit, a few more seminars in to help as much people as many people as i can promote this podcast get great guests on um and also tra- travel a little bit so i've got i've got thailand coming up in april going to do Phuket to do a little bit of um unit 27 over there and then i'm also I have a few other things in, in the pipeline that i want to kind of get do and do a little bit more writing and maybe launch a particular pro a weight loss program um got a 12-week program um for people out there as well i have the demographic but i don't want to release it so yeah so that's 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 my story 
uh, it's been of a roller coaster particularly the last few years uh, the last two years kind of shaped me and molded me I do have when I when I get low I get very low in my mood wise and my energy levels are, are get low as well loving training at the minute um loving the weight training did a photo shoot in november got the fake tan on shaved the legs the works and that was probably one of the things toughest things mentally but i i the fact that i did that i know i could push myself to anything and now kind of set myself a few targets on the weight side of front on the weight side of things and um, that i want to hit to kind of look i just want to get my body back to normal listen to my body that's one of the biggest things that I didn't do last year. I think a lot of people just train really hard and then they just have a capitulation and their body shuts down, they get sick or whatever. So if I've learned anything over the last little while is that I need to listen to my body. I get, I'm I'm struggling a little bit mentally at the minute from exhaustion because of the, the errors and stuff like that and trying to get my food on point. Um, but I, I'm getting there. I've gone. I have the odd counting session here or there, but overall, I feel okay. Got getting bloods done to see where I'm at. It's also I would recommend to anyone that is feeling a little bit lethargic. I know it's the time of year and people maybe feel a rut down a little bit after Christmas and stuff. Get get bloods. Uh, you may it's a kind of like an MOT. You kind of see where you are and see what minerals and vitamins and stuff that you may be lacking in. But it's important to kind of look after yourself physically and mentally a lot of people kind of neglect that and one of the things one of the takeaway points that i kind of want to get away from this is i fell into a bad place i got sick because i wasn't looking after myself that's there's something has to give and something gave and that was my health it was the scariest thing i said this before it was the scariest thing and the best thing that happened to me i learned who was going to be in my inner circle i learned a lot about myself mentally and i learned a lot about myself I learned a lot about myself physically as well. I was going out a lot. I was not letting myself recover. I was in a job I absolutely despised. And now I'm self-employed, working in one of the biggest chain gyms in Ireland at the minute, loving life, meeting amazing people, helping amazing people, um, the, the mindset stuff, and also trying to create habits and stuff. I don't particularly enjoy trying to coach someone like a crash diet or something i try to that they're if they're with me for 12 weeks and then they leave me then happy days if they come away that they have lost a, a bit of weight and they're able to go into the gym themselves and they're able to create new habits and by all means they come back to me at the end of it but that's 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 what i want to do as as a pt it's i love coaching i love meeting people um i've learned a lot over the last year i'm excited for the next year i'm excited for the next couple of years i've got big ideas big plans for myself for the for the company and for the podcast and hopefully a few other things a new launch of a product which i want to kind of get out and i think the two years that i was a little for the for the 18 months or so that i was a little bit lost i think i'm trying to make up for a little bit of lost time and I'm excited to see what's coming up. I'm excited to to hear the feedback on this, on the podcast. So guys, thank you so much for listening. I know this is a bit of a solo episode. I didn't think I would kind of get to the 40 minute mark at all. It's been amazing to kind of share the story. I hope one or two of you can kind of pick up on it and kind of resonate with it at all. Um, especially with the work thing the mindset thing looking after yourself mentally and physically there's no point in being 
jacked if you're not if you're not well mentally so guys thank you so much for listening uh i'll i really enjoy it as always please like and share the the messages on itunes or spotify and i'm excited to kind of keep going with the podcast uh, as always thanks guys